Welcome back, and if you're new, welcome to The Digital Deception Files, a podcast where true crime and technology collide. This week's episode, we're going to be looking at something a little bit interesting. We're going to be looking at the Ashley Madison data breach, Season 1, Episode 3. If you haven't heard of Ashley Madison, that's probably a good thing. This was a dating website specially catered towards cheaters. Its motto was, life is short, have an affair. And ironically, one of its main selling points was privacy and staying in the shadows to commit said affair. This didn't really age too well, considering how terrible their security practices were from the surface level alone. None of the accounts on the website needed email verification for the profile to be created, which means that people could just create profiles with a bunch of fake emails. Ashley Madison's parent company, Avid Life Media, required the owner of the email account to pay money to delete their profile, which means people who had accounts set up without their consent, like as a prank or a mistyped email, wouldn't even be able to delete them without paying. And hackers allege that Avid Life Media received $1.7 million a year from people paying to shut down their profiles. The company falsely asserted that paying them would fully delete the profiles, which the hack would eventually prove is false. In 2015, a hacker group called the Impact Team hacked Ashley Madison. The Impact Team announced the attack on July 19th and threatened to expose the identities of all of its users if Avid Life Media didn't shut it down. Avid Life Media already knew of this hack prior to the Impact Team going public with it. A week before, on July 12th, employees logged in to find a message from the Impact Team stating what they said in the announcement, which was threatening to release the user's info. They also included a paragraph where they quoted the CTO of Avid Life Media, his name was Trevor, where he said, I would hate to see our systems hacked or the leak of personal information. And they followed that paraphrase up by saying, well, Trevor, welcome to your worst effing nightmare. Impact Team's ransom message was accompanied by the ACDC song, Thunderstruck. Following the announcement, Avid Life Media released a statement saying that some of their users' personal info had indeed been published online. They claimed that DMCA takedown requests had removed the posts exposing their users' info. Well, not quite. As of Wednesday, July 22nd, Personal info such as the names, addresses, and sexual interests of at least two men, one being in the United States and one in Ontario, Canada, could still be found online. One of these guys had the user ID Heavy73. He listed himself as married slash attached. He joined the site the day after Valentine's Day in 2014. He likes cuddling and hugging and is into discretion and secrecy. If Avid Life Media was calling a bluff, they definitely changed their mind at this point. In the following days, the Impact Team would release thousands of more users' data, all the way up until August 18th, where they released 60 gigabytes worth of user data. They compressed it into a 10 gigabyte zip file and the link to it was posted on a dark website only accessible via the Tor browser. And for those who aren't familiar, Tor, also known as the Onion Router, 
is a highly anonymous privacy-focused network that enables anonymous communication over the internet. It was initially developed by the U.S. Navy for secure communication, but it's now maintained by a nonprofit organization called the Tor Project. Now anyone can use it to access the dark web and deep web, however, I wouldn't recommend doing that. Anyway, that information was now up for grabs on the dark web and anyone could get it. The passwords were found to have been hashed using a hashing function called bcrypt. So imagine you have a secret code or password that you want to keep safe. Instead of storing the passwords directly, which could be risky, you're going to use bcrypt hashing. Bcrypt is like a special lock that'll take your password and transform it into a scrambled, unreadable version. The transformation is a one-way street, though. You can't take the scrambled version and turn it back. So now, when you need to check if somebody's password is correct, you don't actually compare the passwords. Instead, you're going to take the entered password, you're going to run it through the bcrypt lock, and then you're going to compare that scrambled result with the stored scrambled version. If they match, it means the correct password was entered. So even if someone gains access to the stored passwords, they can't easily figure out what the original passwords are because they're securely transformed with bcrypt. This is slow moving, which means it requires a high amount of computational effort. Experts estimated it would take years using a highly specialized computer cluster just to check the dump for the top 10,000 most commonly used passwords. A security expert, Dean Pierce, was one of the people who cracked some passwords from the data leak. Pierce had already had a decent computing setup that he used for Bitcoin mining, so he decided to give the passwords a shot. He grabbed the first million lines of hashes and began to decrypt. His computer worked fine, so he decided to up the amount of lines until he got an insufficient memory error. He was able to find a sweet spot at 6 million lines, which is actually pretty good considering the circumstances. After 5 days and 3 hours, he managed to get 4,000 passwords and decided to stop there considering it would take about 20,000 years to decrypt all the hashes. An interesting observation he made was that out of these 4,000 passwords, only about 1,200 were unique. I got a little sad reading this part, because the most common passwords used were, first off, the number 123456, and then the second most common password was just the word password in all lowercase. Not long after this, a hacking crew going by the name Sinosure Prime basically played detective in the aftermath, and they were able to find a ton of leaked code, and in the mix of these hash passwords and executive emails, they stumbled upon something wild. In this massive database of super tough bcrypt hashes, they found around 15.5 million passwords playing hide-and-seek behind MD5. MD5 is also a hashing algorithm, but it was designed a long time ago and since then, smart people have found ways to figure out the original text from the code. One big issue is that MD5 is fast, it's like a super speedy code making machine. That might sound good, but it's not when it comes to passwords. The faster the machine, the quicker the bad guys can try lots and lots of different passwords until they get the right one. One other thing that I want to mention related to MD5 is uh, salting. And nah, this isn't like the pink Himalayan salt you're putting on your ribeye. In the world of cybersecurity, when we talk about salting, we mean adding a unique random value to each password before turning it into a code. This makes it much harder for bad guys to use pre-made tables and other tricks to find out passwords because they can't rely on the codes. 
So salting is like adding a dash of uniqueness to each password before you store it securely. That'll make it more challenging for anybody trying to crack them. It's a simple but powerful way to enhance the security of passwords. However, MD5 does not involve salting, so on top of it being super speedy and all that, this will make it even easier and faster to crack these MD5 hashes. Alright, so what went down? Thanks to these coding hiccups, SinoSure Prime crew cracked over 11.2 million of these vulnerable passwords. Now let's get into the aftermath. The Ashley Madison hack was more than just a cybersecurity failure. It was a huge personal crisis for millions of people. Imagine waking up one day to find out your most private secrets, personal fantasies, and identity are now public knowledge. For many, it was a nightmare come true. The psychological impact of the Ashley Madison leak can't be understated. Suddenly, users were thrust into a world of suspicion and scrutiny. Marriages were on the line, careers were at risk, and the mental well-being of those involved took a serious hit. It's a stark reminder of how the digital world can have a very real painful consequence in the physical world. But it wasn't just individuals who suffered. The hack had a ripple effect across families and communities. Trust was broken, the damage was often irreparable. Some reports even link the leak to suicides, as the exposure led to unbearable shame and distress for those involved. One of the most striking revelations from the Ashley Madison hack was the widespread use of business and government email accounts used to register for them. This wasn't just a handful of individuals. Data on more than 14,000 government officials from around the world was released. This raised serious questions not only about personal judgment, but also about operational security and professional conduct. The use of official email accounts for such a sensitive personal matter posed significant security risks. For government officials, especially those with access to classified info or sensitive positions, the implications were alarming. Their inclusion in the Ashley Madison database made them potential targets for blackmail and espionage. This wasn't just a theoretical risk, it represented a tangible vulnerability in national security. Also, the presence of military personnel in the database was equally concerning. The U.S. Department of Defense even went as far as to examine the leak for potential breaches of conduct among its ranks. The use of military email addresses in such a context not only violated the conduct expected of service members, but it also exposed them to similar risks of blackmail, which potentially jeopardized the missions and operations. In the corporate world, the use of business email addresses for Ashley Madison accounts raised questions about the use of company resources for personal purposes. It also highlighted a lack of awareness or disregard for digital security within these organizations. This is a stark reminder that employees' online activities could reflect on their employers and potentially bring reputational damage. The broader implication was a need for more stringent policies regarding the use of corporate email addresses and resources. Companies had to reevaluate their digital policies and training to ensure that employees understood the risks and consequences of inappropriate use of company assets. On the legal side of things, the fallout was just as severe. Avid Life Media, which was the parent company of Ashley Madison, faced a class action lawsuit. The lawsuit alleged that they failed to protect user data and deceived customers. 
The cost of this legal battle, combined with the damage to their reputation, was astronomical. Their CEO even resigned before the legal actions even began. In addition to the lawsuit, there were serious questions about the business practices of Avid Life Media. The claim that they would delete user data for a fee which was proven false opened up a whole can of ethical and legal worms. It wasn't just about bad security, it was about misleading their customers on a fundamental level. The incident sparked a wider conversation about data security and privacy in the digital age. Companies around the world took notice. They began to reevaluate their security measures and how they handle their users' data. The Ashley Madison hack was a wake-up call, a costly reminder that in the world of digital business, security isn't just a feature, it's a necessity. So what can we learn from this? First and foremost, the importance of robust security can't be overstated. Companies must invest in strong security measures to protect user data. This means going beyond just complex passwords and encryption. It involves a comprehensive approach that considers every possible point of vulnerability. Another key lesson is the importance of transparency and honesty in business practices. Misleading customers, especially about something as critical as privacy and data security, can have devastating consequences. Trust is hard to earn and easy to lose in the digital world. Lastly, for the average user, the Ashley Madison hack serves as a sobering reminder to be cautious about the information we share online. In an era where digital privacy is increasingly under threat, it's crucial to be mindful of the risks involved in sharing personal information on the internet. And that's all for today's episode. Thanks for listening. A free way to support our show is by leaving it a rating and review on your podcast platform of choice. It's a chance to tell us what you love about the show and it helps others discover it too. Until next time, stay curious and stay safe.